0: There was no shortage of drama at the start of the Champions League knockout stages. On Tuesday, Paris partied in Manchester after a sensational second half.
1: It's in towards Mbappé, it is 2-0. Kylian Mbappé gets his goal.
2: Another swift counter from Paris, who double their lead at Old Trafford in a matter of minutes.
0: And it was all looking rosy for Roma until Porto Grabbed a priceless away goal.
2: Some laxical defending from Roma, who switched off and allowed substitute Adrian Lopez to fire in right footed. Game on
0: again, Roma 2, Porto 1. On Wednesday, the holders ambushed Ajax in Amsterdam.
1: An early cross in, Asensio is there! It's a second goal for Real Madrid, and that was absolutely devastating!
0: Ajax 1, Real Madrid 2. Meanwhile, Spurs stunned Dortmund with a big win at Wembley. Tottenham with the corner. Eriksen will take it
2: into the six-yard box and it's in! It's another one! It's Llorente!
0: Tottenham have made it three! All the best analysis and reaction to come, so stay with us right here on UEFA Champions League Matchday Live. Welcome to the show. I'm Chris Parrott and I'm joined by the European football expert Kevin Hatchards. No draws in the first legs, four very happy sides taking considerable leads into the second leg of their ties. What a start it was to the last 16. It's been terrific. I think we saw uh, Paris Saint-Germain prove something to
3: themselves at Old Trafford by producing a superb second half uh, to uh, really take control of that tie and to do that without Neymar, without Cavani. Uh, without Meunier I thought was terrific for them Spurs what a result for them and what they knew they had to do going into this game against Dortmund was to make the absolute most of not only the players that Dortmund had missing but the recent defensive frailty that Dortmund have displayed and they did that same old story crosses players not being tracked the quality of those crosses superb the quality of the finishes Excellent to match it as well. We've seen an Ajax team that's proved to itself that it can compete at this level, but just that difference in quality made the difference against Real Madrid. And we've got a tie between Roma and Porto that's still very much alive thanks to
0: that late-away goal. It's been fabulous so far, it really has. Certainly as we will discuss it all. The opening week of round of 16 first-leg ties finished like this then on Tuesday. Manchester United nil, Paris Saint-Germain 2 Roma 2, Porto 1 on Wednesday night. Ajax 1, Real Madrid 2, and Tottenham 3, Dortmund 0. We'll start with a look at Wednesday's action from Amsterdam, where unbeaten Ajax took on the holders, Real Madrid. Commentary comes from Richard Connolly. Schörner once again from the right-hand side. That
4: away swinger again. De Ligt got up. Oh, it's awkward. Courtois spilled it, and they not it home! Are we just checking here? I think we've probably got to check for the offside. He's running back. He's making the signal. He's given the offside. The goal's ruled out. Extraordinary. Vinicius
1: into the box here. Away from Delictu. It's a tight angle. He's sending up Benzema. There's the goal for the champions. Into the middle. ZX there. That is the equalizer for Ajax. Hakim Ziyech has struck but surely that is the goal that Ajax do deserve. An early cross in Asensio is there! It's a second goal for Real Madrid, and that was absolutely devastating. Asensio there to finish off after a terrific cross from Carvajal.
0: New season, same old Real Madrid it's in the Champions League knockout stages. Richard Connolly joins us now. Um, Not always the best team in Amsterdam, but they had the ruthlessness and the class to finish their chances, and that goal three minutes from time from Asensio, an absolute sucker-punch for
4: Yeah, the belief, always the belief, uh, and the strength in depth to bring on a player of the calibre of Asensio, underplayed of late, certainly came on with a point to prove, was extremely dynamic all the way. Um, and finished off a terrific cross-in from Danny Carvajal, who, while there are other names that are bigger than his, always seems to uh, put in a performance of the utmost competence and in the end was a difference-maker uh, late in the day for Real Madrid, who were better in the second half. But could Ajax have possibly put in a performance of the same energy after half-time that they did before the break? I think that would have been difficult. The intensity that, that they produced in the first 45 minutes was magnificent, really lifted the arena, which had been electric prior to kick-off anyway. A fabulous atmosphere on Ajax has returned the top 16. Um, but they couldn't find the goal that their play probably merited for the first hour or so, even though they thought they'd got one with the VAR, and we're, we're all practising the VAR climb-down as commentators now. Um, <laughs> but. That was ruled out by a matter of centimetres, and it was Real Madrid who took the lead through Du Benzema after terrific work by Vinicius. The goal back by Ziek when Ajax did well what they'd done throughout the match, which is it pressed the ball carrier deep in Real Madrid's half, and then the late, uh, the late sucker punch from Asensio. Um, Real Madrid will be smiling from ear to ear as they leave Amsterdam. Ajax will be deflated, but they've lived with the holders, and given they've been so long away from the elite of European football, in the big picture... It was a performance that that should hearten them rather than discourage.
0: We asked at the the start who's going to step up to fill Cristiano Ronaldo's boots. And I think it's fair now to ask the question again, given we're at the start of the knockout stages when he was so prolific in in these four competition wins in in the last five years. Well, that finish from Benzema to break the deadlock, you could hear it in, in the package we heard. You could hear the back of the net get whacked by the ball. And while Ajax had missed chances to strike first, Kevin Hatchard, the way Benzema took that to become just the fourth man ever to score 60 goals in the Champions League was unerring. Well, again, it comes back to that word ruthless, because the chance arrived
3: and he put it away so calmly and so powerfully. But I have to give immense credit to Vinicius as well, because you've got a teenager who's on the Champions League stage and he plays with such freedom and such belief as well, because... Masraoui, Nuseh Masraoui, the right-back who was up against him, actually started very well against him, won a couple of challenges. He was nipping in, gambling, trying to stop Vinicius even getting the ball, let alone running at him. And Vinicius trusted his technique and said, I'm going to play my way into this. That's exactly what he
0: did. And by the second half, he had Masraoui on the run. He did. He was terrific, Vinicius. Just to clear up exactly what happened in the first half when uh, Nicolas Taliafico thought he'd scored we now have VAR in the last 16 of the UEFA Champions League. And the referee identified that his uh, teammate Dusan Tadic was in an offside position and crucially interfering with the goalkeeper, preventing him from playing or being able to play the ball as the header was being made. This was in line with VAR protocol and that was why the goal was correctly overturned and a free kick given for offside. Um, that didn't seem to then Ajax's confidence, as we thought it might, and, and still after Benzema got that goal, back they came and, and they got their equaliser, and then you wondered, well, can they now go on and win the game?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a match where there were several narratives that might easily have developed, and things changed, really, on a matter of centimetres here or there. That offside call was correct, but it was very, very narrow, wasn't it? And we can yeah. see with the technology, but it was a matter of maybe 15, 20 centimetres offside. Kasper Dahlberg came on and had glorious chances either side of ZX equalising goal. And we could have been talking about that substitution for Eric Ten Hag having made a big difference rather than Solari's of of Marco Asensio. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Taliafico, who had a really excellent game at at left-back. He's been injured in the first part of the year, but he was vital going forward and going back for Ajax in this game. I think he tired in the last half an hour, but he won the ball back in a good position. and, And Neres, who was outstanding too, set up Ziyech for the equaliser and that did give them I think hope that they could go on and win the game but as always when you get hope that you can beat a side like Real Madrid that quite often leaves them the space uh, to exploit and actually we, we've underplayed the quality of Real Madrid's winning goal because looking at it on the replay again Lucas Vasquez plays a little back heel it gives Casemiro the space to play it wide to, to Carvajal for the cross to come in I mean it, it's a really
3: really good goal the winning goal. What this underlines though is that Ajax are on the right track because the experienced guys like Tadic, uh, like Ziyech, like Schürner, they played their part and the youngsters alongside them, Frankie de Jong, Matthias de Ligt, David Neres, didn't freeze. We wondered if they would. Would they freeze on the big stage in the big occasion? Anything but that. I thought that as a team, I thought they were terrific. There wasn't much more they could have given. In the end, they've run up against the European champions
0: who just have that edge when the chances arrive, bang, they've got you. Yeah, Real Madrid saw exactly why Frankie de Jong got the move to Barcelona first hand tonight. We must pay yeah. credit to, to Sergio Ramos' 600th appearance, and he, without Rafael Varane, who who was out with flu, was colossal at the back for Real Madrid.
4: Yeah, it was it was absolutely immense, um, both in terms of his positioning, particularly his physicality is always there and always plays a plays a role, but his leadership as well, because in the early minutes of that game. He was standing tall and just saying to the rest of the players, look, I'm here, and without me, you're all in trouble. Where are you? He was lifting the level almost physically, saying to those around him, you've got to match me here. Uh, he felt isolated, I think, in the first 20 minutes. You know, young left back in, in regular on one side, Nacho, the, the sort of stand-in um, on the other. And and they were, you know, in, in trouble. And he was also saying, I think, to the midfield, come on, do your jobs as well in front. You know, we, we, we're... I'm too exposed. But as ever, even though he felt isolated, one, one was still enough for Real Madrid on plenty of occasions.
0: And actually, even when Ramos wasn't there, Thibaut Courtois had yeah. a pretty good night, made some big saves. Let's hear from him now, speaking about the goal, which was ruled out by VAR.
1: When it happened, I, I thought maybe it could be offside and you know, obviously it was a little mistake of me. But uh, you know, when the guy headed it, I want to go and catch it. And then, I don't know who was in front of me, Tadic or another guy. He made the attempt to shoot and he had the intention. And as he is offside, he's offside, you know, because because of his intention, I made a quick movement and the ball bounced on my arm.
0: Thibaut Courtois there, Richard Connolly, quickly. What do both teams take ahead of the second leg uh, on Tuesday, the 5th of March?
4: Well, I mean, Real Madrid start as huge favourites to go through, um, as, as they have done, what, in, in each of the last nine seasons. I mean, you know, they, they, they are always contenders. Um, it'll be an enormous task for Ajax, but they've proved that they can trouble Real Madrid. And with Ramos suspended for the second leg, that gives them a little extra hope. Um, it's going to be tricky, clearly, but and Real, Real Madrid have that calibre, have that strength in depth. And you'd think that they'll just improve from this. They've been getting better throughout the season. So, yes, of course, Real Madrid, big favourites, but um, an entertaining second leg in prospect. It's by no means a
0: foregone conclusion. So the full-time score, Ajax 1, Real Madrid 2. Elsewhere on Wednesday, Tottenham took on Borussia Dortmund for the third time in the last four seasons. Adam Summerton was across matters at Wembley Stadium.
2: The Tongan with the cross into the box. Oh, and he scores! just over a minute gone in the second half and it's Young Min Son who breaks the deadlock. On the volley right-footed from close range. Berkey had no chance and Tottenham are in front. Batongan inside the six-yard box. Aurier with the cross and the defender with the smart finish that doubles Tottenham's lead in the final ten minutes here. They're loving this at Wembley. It's Tottenham two. Dortmund nil. Tottenham with the corner Ericsson will take it into the six yard box and it's in it's another one it's Llorente who's only just on as a substitute and we're just four minutes to go here Tottenham have made it three great delivery from the set piece and Urente gambled a gamble that paid off and Dortmund are looking round at each other dumbfounded Tottenham three Dortmund nil
0: a golden Wednesday evening under the Wembley Arch for Tottenham. Their first ever knockout stage win at home. They've only reached the quarterfinals once before. Adam Summerton joins us now. What a night. I mean, they are overwhelming favourites now to go through to the last eight.
5: Yeah, no Kane, no Alli, no problem for Tottenham who were absolutely fantastic in the second half. It's easy to forget really that Dortmund edged the first half but they just couldn't find an opener. Pulisic and Zagadou went close for the Bundesliga leaders. Uh, of volleyed Tottenham's best first half effort narrowly wide but Tottenham Chris, they started the second half at such a high tempo on the front foot. Had those efforts rewarded almost immediately with that Vertonghen cross from the left. He was amazing in the second half in particular by the way and that uh, cross was volleyed home from six yards by Son his ninth goal in 11 games against Dortmund and his 11th in 12 games for Spurs Son and then we saw Aurier's cross um, volleyed home from the man of the match for Tongan on 83 minutes and three minutes after that Llorente two minutes after he'd come on as a sub uh, headed home that f that uh, cross from the left by Ericsson all three goals coming from crosses and Tottenham simply blew Dortmund away in the second half a brilliant
0: performance from them well, let's hear from two of Spurs' goal-scoring heroes, Son and Jan Vertonghen.
3: I'm really happy for him. He played very well. One goal, one assist. You know, he deserved it, and we are everyone happy for that. I feel sorry because I, I didn't run to him and I run the other side. So I didn't run. I didn't want to Serge for my goal. Either. No, it uh, uh, doesn't matter. We we won it first game. Of course, it's not finished. We have to we have to focus second game as well.
0: I think that was mostly song with a bit of Jan Vertonghen <laughs> and plenty of laughter and no surprise. I mean, a 1-0 advantage would have been a great result for Tottenham Hotspur, Kevin. 3-0 and and some of those Dortmund defensive frauties we've seen recently in Germany rid their head again at just the wrong time in the Champions League. They've now conceded three goals in each of their last three games and it's a big, big problem for Lucien
3: Favre. We saw the weakness at Crosses at uh, the weekend when they gave up a 3-0 lead at home to Hoffenheim and drew 3-3. Players switching off, players giving the ball away in dangerous areas. You have to give Tottenham immense credit for the way they punish those errors. The quality of crossing, sensational, good finishes to him in Son's goal for the first. I mean, it's such a good volley. He makes it look simple, but it's actually quite a difficult chance. And so there'll be a bit of soul searching now, I think, for Dortmund because in the context of their season as a whole, this could do them quite a lot of damage.
0: Adam, first half was 0-0, and Ugo Lloris made a couple of huge saves, though, didn't he? Uh, will Dortmund look back on that as the moment that really needed to score?
5: Yeah, absolutely. As I said, at half-time, I felt that they would have been the happier of the two sides, and um, Tottenham just lacked a bit of verve in the first half, and they certainly, clearly, uh, Pochettino changed things slightly at half-time tactically, and also, they just had a bit of oomph, for want of a better word, in the second half, and it made such a difference. They played with such a higher tempo, more tenacity, and got on the front foot from the word go. Dortmund was slow to start the second half, surprisingly so, actually, for a team who'd had the better of the game in the first half, away from home as well. So I was really surprised at the way Dortmund played in the second half. They only had one effort on target, I think, and that was a fairly tame one from Dahoud. But defensively, to concede three goals from crosses and concede nine in their last three games, you know, what's promised to be a season to remember for Dortmund, it's in danger at the minute of, of ebbing away from them because that's four games without a win now as well. And I'm
3: just seeing pictures from his press conference, he looks a worried man and I'm not surprised. Adam, there was a lot of talk before the game about the impact that Thomas Delaney and Axel Witzel could have on that midfield battle. How did they do? Were they overwhelmed over the course of the 90?
5: Well, I think that, it would it, be difficult
3: really to pin it on, on
5: them in terms of being overwhelmed in the midfield because I actually think it was down the flanks where Tottenham had the most joy, particularly down the left hand side where, I, I can't really say it enough, but Vertonghen was absolutely outstanding. You know, you consider he's playing out of position as well on the, the left hand side of a, a four man midfield, some might call it a wing back position whatever you want to call it, he was absolutely fantastic. So I thought it was down there that they um, had the, the, the most joy but Delaney and Witzel, particularly particularly Witzel, didn't really influence the game at all. And I have to say, I was massively surprised by that because both on-air and off-air today, I've been singing the praises (laughs) of both of those players, but they just didn't have good games tonight but they weren't alone I mean all so much of the pre-match talk was about Sancho and he had very little influence in the second half there was a couple of occasions in the first half uh, particularly the cross he put in right at the end of the first half where Zagadou probably should have scored but in the second half he had n- virtually no
0: influence at all really Adam I wasn't going to mention what, what you'd been talking about Axel Witzel and Delaney but anyway <laughs> you've done that yourself um uh, Tottenham have had Maybe a few false dawns. You had know, that terrific win against uh, Real Madrid last season at Wembley. Then they did very well at this stage in the first leg at Juventus a year ago. But now with a three-goal advantage, this feels like maybe the night that, that Tottenham really came of age in the Champions League.
5: Um, I'm going to reserve judgment on that one because I think that, um, you know, first of all, I think they need to get past the quarterfinal before, you know, for me personally, anyway, I start saying that you know that they've they've cracked it. They've really developed. They've come on. They've made progress. Um, but they were, I mean, you you just can't fault this performance tonight. It could be the start of something special for them. We'll see. Who knows what will happen in the second leg as well? You know, that's a very difficult place to go to, Dortmund, and they're capable, if any side's capable, of scoring a few goals and getting right back into the tie. It's Dortmund, so I don't think the tie is dead, but Tottenham have got themselves in an absolutely tremendous position and and full credit to Pochettino today. In that second half, he he got it uh, absolutely spot on. He really did.
0: Fantastic performance and win for Tottenham Hotspur. 3-0 against Dortmund in the round of 16, first leg. Let's uh, take a look at Tuesday's matches now in the Champions League. And we'll uh, first of all talk about Manchester United nil, Paris Saint-Germain 2, goals from Fresnel Kimpembe and Kylian Mbappe, a big win for the French champions. And we can hear from both coaches, the interim United boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and first the Paris head coach Thomas Tuchel.
1: Gave us, of course, a lot of confidence. I, I think that we grew again in this match. We we did the next step to defend like this here, and, and like you said, not allow big chances uh, to allow only a few shots, uh, a few shots outside the box. And, and it's a big achievement for us, and of course has to be uh, repeated. We've had uh, a great run. Came into this game in a great uh, frame of mind, great form, but of course it, it was a big step up. They are, they have quality from the keeper until the striker and. There is a reason behind them being
0: one of the favorites for the for the Champions League, but then that's the level that we need to aim for at this club. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer there, his unbeaten run over as Manchester United interim manager was happy to say that it was a bit of a reality check for his, his team, Kevin Hatchard. And, and we've talked about some terrific performances, including Tottenham in the second half. Well how about Paris Saint-Germain on Tuesday night? Because 0-0 at the break. Not many teams dominate United at Old Trafford like they did in the second half.
3: Yeah, first half it was scrappy, it was pretty even. Thought United did okay, lost a couple of key players Jesse Lingard and Anthony Martial to injury, and that proved critical in the second half because they weren't able to give the Paris defenders enough to think about. They weren't able to occupy them high up the pitch and Paris were able to play their football or defended terrifically well. Thomas Tuchel, the coach, is absolutely right. This feels like a next step. One of the allegations, I guess, against Paris is that away from home, they can be a bit fragile, a bit, you know, lax, certainly Partic- in the midfield at this area. Match. Yes, absolutely. And we look at, even in the group stage, we look at what they did at Anfield and they lost that game uh, and really shouldn't have. Marco Verratti was sensational in midfield. Um, and that made a big, big difference. But I think it was a really important night for Paris because they've proved a few things to themselves. They've proved that it's not just about all the attacking play. They can do the hard work. They can do the dirty work. I feel like this is a big step forward for them.
0: Of course, they had no Edison Cavani, no Neymar, no Thomas Mounier either. Manchester United will be that. Paul Pogba for the second leg. He was shown a late red card for two yellows. Um, Paris Saint-Germain do have some mental scars in second legs of the last 16. You think a couple of years back, they they thumped Barcelona at home and then lost in that crazy game. So, do you give Manchester United any hope going to the Parc de Prince that they can overturn it? United have plenty of quality.
3: And I think the key for them is going to be making a good start. If they can get that first goal then again, it's a mental test for Paris. So much of the Champions League, when you get to this stage especially, is about how you mentally process the pressure of these occasions. And Paris are in a very, very good position now. But if that first goal goes against them, suddenly the questions rear up again. Can they deal with the pressure? Can United build on that? So you're talking about the narrative has been throughout this season United aren't quite good enough. You know, Jose Mourinho, when he was talking about the build-up to the Juventus home game, yeah. extraordinary. You know, they're a step above us. We're, this is Manchester United and they have a very good group of players. No question about that. They are capable of doing it. But I just think, psychologically, this will have been such a, a great moment for Paris to have played as well as they did in the second half, to have had the control that they had in the second half. For players like Di Maria to react... To the criticism of the coach as well as he did, because Thomas Tuchel said I was on his case the entire first he, he half. Did, yeah, and he responded, and I think so much of the of the story about Paris has been how much influence do the coaches have? I feel they're playing for Thomas Tuchel. I feel they believe in what he's telling them. He's an educator. He understands players. You know, he's an abrasive character sometimes, but. It's all about that passion for the game and that passion for coaching. And I think we're starting to see that
0: have an effect. Well, they were certainly fantastic on Tuesday, as were Roma for the, the first 76 minutes anyway. 2-0 up, thanks to uh, a Zaniolo brace. What a, what a player he is, what a prospect he is. But then Adrian Lopez, 11 minutes from time, getting a goal back for Porto. This tie is unbelievably finely balanced go, going to the Dragao on, on the 6th of March. And how crucial might that away goal be?
3: I think it's critical, Chris, because what we've seen is we've seen a Porto team that's been given um, a real structure by the coach, Sergio Conceição, a real fighting spirit and a real belief. And now they've got that away goal, they will feel going into the second leg, they can do something here. What we've seen is Roma away from home can be really fragile. This is very much alive this time.
0: Well, you'll be able to hear that and Manchester United against Paris Saint-Germain and also Spurs, Dortmund and Ajax, Real Madrid in a couple of weeks on UEFA Champions League match day live. It has been a terrific start to the last 16. On Tuesday night, as we mentioned, Manchester United beaten 2-0 by Paris Saint-Germain goals from uh, Kimpembe and from Kylian Mbappe. Roma, 2-1 winners uh, against Porto. And then on Wednesday, Ajax 1, Real Madrid 2 and Tottenham 3 Borussia Dortmund nil. Join us next week on match day live for Liverpool against Bayern and Leon Barcelona on Tuesday, then Atletico Juventus and Manchester City's trip to Schalke on Wednesday. Until though, then from Kevin Hatchard, Richard Connolly, Adam Summerton, and myself, Chris Parrott, it is a very good night after a great start to the last 16.
2: Tottenham with the corner, Eriksson will take it into the six-yard box and it's in, it's another one, it's Llorente who's only just on as a substitute and we're just four minutes to go here, Tottenham have made it three, great delivery from the set piece and Llorente gambled, a gamble that paid off. Are looking round at each other, dumbfounded. Tottenham three, Dortmund nil. An early cross in. Asensio is there. It's a second goal for Real Madrid, and that
1: was absolutely devastating. Asensio there to finish off after a terrific cross from Carvajal. You've been listening to UEFA Champions League Matchday Live.